Welcome to Your Best You Today, the online radio show that uncovers the hidden truths and dispels the myths about food, nutrition, and exercise for anyone of any age. Every day you make dozens of decisions that will either have a positive or negative impact on your health. Join naturopathic doctor Kevin Jackson along with Rob Heppel to learn how you can start making your best you today. Welcome to the Your Best You Today show. I'm your host, Rob Heppel, and I'm joined, as always, with health expert, Dr. Kevin Jackson. Dr. Kevin is a naturopathic doctor who has been helping people find natural solutions to health issues for over 25 years. With the Your Best You Today online radio show, we're going to dive into common health issues and explore natural solutions to them. Welcome back, Dr. Kevin. Hey, Rob. So what are we tackling today? Well, what I wanted to talk about today is carbohydrates, carbs. It's a real buzzword nowadays. You know, a lot of people are talking about carbs. There's a lot of uh, press about carbs, carbohydrates. And I think a lot of people are confused because there's a lot of mixed messages in the media. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't really understand what there is to be concerned about when we're talking carbs. So I wanted to delve into that, just kind of try and break it up and make it a little easier for people to understand so that hopefully at the end of this episode and, and the next, um, they'll have a, a good um, firm grip on what curb carbs are good, what carbs are bad, um, and you know what to avoid, basically. Well, hey, Kev, you know, like all the people like me who have been hitting this like diet yo-yo and uh, you know found that we could get results by like you know Atkins style diets and South Beach style di- diets that were kind of low carb um, yeah I think I think we're attuned to it but I'm, I'm sure we're missing um, a lot of, of of background information that we could always be making a better choice and I think I think you know the great thing about our show is that's what we're trying to do here is we're always trying to find out what's the better choice to make. And that's why, um, you know, we've got you on the hot seat here to, to kind of, you know, we've, we've talked about sugar, we've talked about caffeine and now we're going into carbs and, and, you know, all these things seem to, um, impede people who want to lose weight. So, um, yeah. And it, you know, it's not just weight, Rob, it's, it's just general health. You know, I mean, um, certainly weight's a big issue for many people, but general health is affected dramatically by what we put into our bodies. And, you know, I see a lot of people who don't have a weight issue, but they have, you know, severe joint pain or that they've got some sort of chronic pain issue or they've, you know, got severe skin issues or they've got, you know, so severe gastrointestinal problems. Um, and these often link um, to the foods we're putting into our body. And, you know, carbs play a big role in that for many people, and we'll get into the, to the whys and wherefores as, as we go on. So we've got, you know, I've heard of simple carbs, and I know carbs, the topic isn't simple and there's complex. So wh- where do we start with the topic of carbs? Well, you know, carbs are, um, or carbohydrates are a macromolecule, and they're basically one of the three macromolecules that we digest and utilize from our food. So there's proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. So carbohydrates are a group of uh, molecules that are basically made up of fiber, starch, and sugars. 
And so, you know, these are things that most foods have in them, um, especially, um, you know, vegetable-based, plant-based foods. Um, you know, for example, most of our protein sources like, uh, you know, chicken, fish, beef, pork, lamb, they don't have any measurable uh, carbs to speak of. They're, you know, mainly proteins and fats. So the the carbs that we all hear about, the bad carbs, you know, the breads and the pastas and the potatoes and the yams and the, you know, the crackers, those kind of things which are kind of labeled as carbs and um, really uh, are in most cases very harmful to our health. Um you know they're the nasty ones, and we want to kind of look at why are they why are they bad for you? What what's what's the problem with carbs? And you know, good carbs, bad carbs. You know, the good carbs are really all about fiber. Uh, fiber is a substance uh, found in uh, really only plant foods: fruits, vegetables, grains, nuts, legumes. Um, and it's the type of carbohydrate that the, the body can't digest. And that's actually a good thing because uh, other types of carbohydrates, starch and sugars, get converted into sugar in the case of starches or sugars are broken down into monosaccharides, single sugars, if they're, if they're a disaccharide. And they affect our blood sugar. And, the, and you know, blood sugar is a big player in the problems associated with, um, with carbohydrates. So uh, fiber is probably the best part of carbs. They're, they're, fiber um, is really the thing that we want to try and get as much as we can of from carbs uh, because we don't get it from anything else, i.e. we don't get it from meats and, um, and most of the fats out there don't have uh, carbs mixed in with them. So, uh, namely fiber. So what we what we need to do is we need to try to look at our labels and see how much fiber there is in in uh, the foods we're eating and take note of that because um, it's the most important thing uh, when we look at carbohydrate foods. So when we look at fiber, um, we have to look at what's the benefit for us eating fiber. And, um, you know, foods uh, containing fiber take up much more space than foods that don't contain fiber when, we, when they get into our gastrointestinal tract. Uh, and that usually means that you feel fuller after you eat it. And that's a good thing. So is that why, like, you know, some of the uh, diet things are like fiber tablets just to give you that sense of being full? Is that? Absolutely. And, you know... And it's actually a great way of, in some cases, tricking the body into believing that you're satiated or full uh, by filling up on fiber because you're not absorbing any of that at all. It's not converting into calories at all in your body. And as a result, um, you know, it is a trick that some people use um, and some supplements use to help you uh, lose weight because if your body thinks that you're full and you feel satiated, but you're not absorbing any of it, that's a good thing. So if something was 100% fiber, I don't know if that exists, oh, yeah. you would not 
you would not gain any weight. That's correct. Yes, uh, you wouldn't absorb any of it. And there are some products out there that are predominantly fiber. Um, they're usually used um, to help with gastrointestinal issues like uh, constipation and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they can be very beneficial to our health. But I think we have to be more cognizant as a population um, of the amount of fiber that we're putting into our bodies just because there's such a benefit there. And if we can eat carbohydrates that are very high fiber, um, the net effect is it means we're getting less sugar and starch into our bodies and more fiber, which has the beneficial effects. So fiber comes in two um, classifications, soluble and insoluble fiber. And uh, soluble fiber is, um, is the type of fiber that actually dissolves in water or fluid. Um, insoluble fiber does not. It just passes through. Um, so with studies have shown that people who eat more fiber tend to be leaner and are less likely to gain weight over time. And soluble fiber, as I say, it dissolves in water in your stomach. And the soluble fiber you've eaten dissolves in the water in the flu food or the digestive juices and basically turns into this viscous liquid or gel in your gastrointestinal tract. Um, it interferes somewhat with the absorption of fats and sugars, and it helps keep blood sugar levels steadier, which is helpful for the management of weight and for preventing diabetes and, and pre-diabetic states. So is there, like, what foods then would you suggest, you know, these soluble fiber foods? Well, um, the big ones are legumes, peas and beans. They're very high in soluble fiber. Uh, barley, um, you know, like a, you know, a beef barley soup or, or some people just have par barley as a side dish, like they eat rice. What about a beer? Uh, no, no fiber in beer. Well, even unfortunately, though it might be like hops and barley. That's the there. Unfortunately, uh, we're talking about a process that really leaves no fiber at all. Uh, you may wake up the next morning and feel like you've had a lot of fiber. Um, it may be too much fiber, but it's not the fiber that's doing it. It's the alcohol that's doing it. Oh, okay. Um, oat bran is another great source of soluble fiber. Uh, chia seeds, um, one of the best, actually. And, um, you know, soluble fiber is also uh, linked to lowering cholesterol levels. And so, because it, because it binds cholesterol. So, so that's, um, that's another plus with soluble fiber. And uh, most fruits and vegetables uh, give you at least some soluble fiber. And psyllium husks, you know, Metamucil is the big product out there that contains psyllium. Uh, it's, a, it's a popular fiber supplement, and it's, it's predominantly soluble fiber. So uh, those are the best places to, to, to come up with your soluble fiber. So then, then what's insoluble fiber then? Well, insoluble fiber does not dissolve in water. And basically, uh, it absorbs water and it expands, kind of like the way a dry sponge expands, you know, when it soaks up water. Um, and then you can kind of imagine that this puffed up sponge moving through your intestines, uh, you, bend, you sort of get an idea as to what insoluble fiber will do for you. It kind of works like a broom almost to sweep 
the contents of the intestine out. And uh, it's a great treatment for the prevention and the treatment of constipation. So people who have, um, you know, issues around, around constipation, uh, this is usually one of the things that you want to try uh, right off the top to see if it'll help with that because it's a, a very innocuous, uh, non-invasive way of helping uh, get the bowel movements to move regularly. And uh, the main sources for uh, insoluble fiber would be like wheat bran, corn bran, oat bran, nuts, flaxseed is excellent. Flaxseed actually has a little bit of both the insoluble and soluble fiber, um, uh, ground flaxseed that is. And then, you know, the skins and the peels of most fruits and vegetables, especially apples and potatoes, they're quite high in insoluble fiber. Um, the in- so, so what about the wheat? Like, you know, aren't we, you know, supposed to kind of watch our wheat intake just, you know, due to how wheat's produced now? Or am I getting things confused? No, absolutely. You know, and, and that's, a, that's a separate subject. That'll be another topic that we'll be speaking about. Uh, you know, gluten intolerance is um, rampant at this point and stage, certainly in North America. And wheat generally can be a problem for many people um, due to allergies or hypoallergenic states um, or hyperallergenic states, I should say, or hypersensitivities. Um, the the issue is, that I'm speaking of the wheat brand. So if a person doesn't seem to have problems with wheat, and then they take some wheat bran, uh, it, it'll help them if they've typically, you know, like, a, you know, the, the old adage is, you know, you eat a bran muffin uh, a day and that helps prevent, um, you know, constipation. But the issue, of course, is that the bran muffin usually has a lot of wheat, not just, you know, bran and a bunch of sugar in there. And we've already touched on sugar and what it does. So that's not such a good option. But if you just take the wheat bran... Um, you know, a spoonful of that with a lot of water, um, that can be really helpful. But, you know, again, we, we want to be cognizant of the fact that some people out there are just not tolerant of wheat or gluten. And you have to take that into account, of course. So I guess the next question really is, how much fiber do we really need to get into our bodies? If we combine the soluble and insoluble fiber, what do we need? Well, the recommendations for fiber are 25 grams a day for women and 38 grams a, a day for men. And you can do, you know, you can ingest a lot more than that and it's still going to have, you know, ongoing benefits for you. But really, that's kind of the minimum. And, and a lot of people just don't get that kind of fiber. And, you know, what you can do, um, Rob, is you're, if you're looking at packages, uh, a lot of the packaging nowadays tells you how much fiber there is in what you're eating. So, you know, you can kind of get in a, a, a rough idea of what you're putting into your body. And if you're not getting enough from your food, then you might want to try supplementing it uh, with some of the sources that we've just spoken of. But just to give you an idea of, you know, some of the foods that are high in fiber, uh, split peas, right up at the top of the heap, Um, you know, about 16 grams of fiber per cup when they're cooked. Uh, Lentils are right up there as well, you know, right around 16 grams as well per per cup cooked. Black beans, um, you know, 15 grams per cup. Lima beans, 13 grams. Artichokes, around 10 grams um, 
uh, per medium-sized vegetable. Uh, peas, around 9 grams of fiber per uh, cup cooked. Broccoli, about just around 5 grams. And Brussels sprouts, around 4 grams. And then as far as the fruits go, you know, raspberries are about 8 grams. Blackberries, around 8 grams. Avocados, around 7 grams. Um, and pears, you know, five and a half grams, you know, per, per piece of fruit. So, um, you know, there's lots of great foods out there that are high in, high in, uh, fiber and it's, they're very, you know, edible fruits and vegetables. And, you know, obviously we all should be eating vegetables numerous times a day. So we can get our fiber just from our vegetables, but fruits also can give us a good source of, um, of fiber too. So when we when we're looking at, you know, I, I think for the, for those of us who are kind of aware and or maybe battle this, and we're conscious about carbs, and and you know we've been taught to, you know, we've been told to look at like a, the package and nutritional facts on the back of the the um, food source, and uh, so when we when we're looking at the carbohydrate section, and we start breaking it down, um, you know it it shows you know the carbohydrates are X number of carbs, and then like the subcategories are fibers, what we've been ta- talking about, and sugars. So what um, what should we look for? We're, we're wanting to increase our uh, you know, our intake of fiber to whether it's 25 grams per day for women or 38 grams for men. Um, what should we look for when we're looking at that container? Because I'm sure like, you know, these companies are masters of marketers of marketing and, you know, they'll, they'll show you what you want to see, but what are we not seeing or what should we look for when we're trying to, trying to increase the, the fiber in our um, diet and what should we, you know, what could we be, what trap could we be falling into? Well, you know, I think it's, that's a really important point, Rob. You know, um, the first thing to look at when you're looking at nutritional facts on any package is first of all, you want to see what your serving size is because, you know, a lot of these foods that are really high sugar, like let's say a, a granola bar, you know, granola bars can be very high sugar. You know, you can have as much as uh, six, seven teaspoons of sugar per granola bar. And w- sometimes what they'll do is um, at the top where it says nutritional facts, it'll say per half bar. So, you know, it'll, that way they can cut the amount of sugars in half because you're, gonna, you're not going to probably eat half a bar. You're going to eat the whole bar. And it makes it look like there's a lot less sugars in it. So first of all, what you have to do is identify um, you know, what the serving size is. So usually at the top, it'll tell you what the serving size is. And then you have to say, okay, well, that's not my serving size. My serving size is twice that, three times that, half that, whatever it is. And then you have to adjust the numbers accordingly. So, you know, after having done that, then what you're looking at is how many grams of carbohydrates, first of all, is there in the food you're eating compared to the amount of pro how many grams of protein, how many grams of fat? So if you can get a, a food, and this is just in a general sense, and we're not talking about, you know, obviously if if someone's 
got diabetes, we're going to be talking completely different numbers. But just in a general sense, for the average person out there who's trying to be healthy, if you can try, see that those the, the grams of carbohydrates are less than 50% when you add up all the carbohydrates, the fats, and the proteins, um, and obviously, if a percentage of those carbohydrates are high in fiber, then that means the actual amount of starch and sugar is going to be relatively low. So a rule of thumb, I say, you know, try to keep your carbs uh, in packaging generally less than 50% uh, of your total macromolecule intake. And the more fiber, the better. And so, you know, I think that's that's a um, that's a that's a great place to start with for most people because a lot of people look at this information and, or or even bother bother to look at it, but when they look at it, they just they don't don't really understand what it's about. And you know, hearkening back to our you know our couple episodes on sugar, just remember that when it says that there's 32 grams of sugar in that product that you're eating, you divide that by four. Um, so 32 divided by four is eight, and that would be eight teaspoons of sugar, uh, just to sort of make it a little bit more identifiable to the average person. Putting eight teaspoons of sugar in your coffee is really sweet. Exactly. And yet people don't think anything about drinking a glass of orange juice and much orange juice out there. Eight ounces of orange juice is about eight teaspoons of sugar. So yeah, it's really important to read those packages, read the labels, become accustomed with them, and, um, you know, uh, feel comfortable looking at them because when you're purchasing products, um, it's not just about, you know, getting better quality foods for you and your family. But if you make the choices of buying the lower carbohydrate, higher fiber, more protein based foods, um, then, you know, basically you will dictate to the manufacturers what has to be, you know, what they're going to come out with next. And I think we're seeing more and more of that nowadays. And we've talked a little bit about that earlier before the show that, you know, um, a, a lot of the big retailers are now coming out with products that are higher in fiber, lower carbohydrate, more good quality fats, um, more protein um, percentages. And, you know, I think that's that's a great thing because, you know, with the way that our population is moving right now, uh, into, you know, into this 21st century, uh, with the mass amounts of people who are diabetic and pre-diabetic, and those numbers are just going up every year, we need to do something. And getting the carbs out of our diet, or reducing the carbs in our diet, and in some cases getting them out of our diet to the great, to the greater extent of what we eat, uh, is gonna, is going to save people's lives and certainly change the quality of lives for many people. So, you know, I think, um, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's probably, um, you know, a pretty good start on carbohydrates. Our, our next episode, we're going to talk about starch and sugars and, and, um, you know, what their effect on our health is, is, is about. Um, and so I think, you know, um, we can, uh, delve into that and, uh, hopefully there'll be a synergy between these two episodes for most people so that they can actually, Look at the foods that they're buying and make great decisions for their uh, for themselves and their family. Well, I think it's going to be great because uh, yeah, we're going to give them the kind of the second part to looking at that 
very important carb section on, uh, you know, the nutritional facts in the back of the package. Um, Absolutely. so we'll, um, uh, we'll wrap up this episode now. And, uh, once again, we really appreciate you listening to your best you today. And, uh, if you found this helpful, you know, please let us know, uh, leave a comment in the comment section below this, uh, article. Uh, and if you're listening on iTunes, head over to your best and leave a comment in our show notes. We'd love it for you to leave a comment on iTunes and give us a rating. And, uh, but probably the best vote of confidence that you could do is tell someone else to subscribe to, uh, to the, to our show so that we could help them as we're uh, trying to help you just live a healthier life. And, you know, uh, also, Rob, if, if people have questions, uh, even if it's not specifically related to what we're talking about today, um, it's a health question. Uh, we're going to do some shows coming up that'll just be answering some of these questions, and they and they may be just random questions, uh, and, you know, we'll just um, help people uh, get some, hopefully, some resolution to some of the questions uh, that they have with her. And to do that, you just send an email to questions at yourbestyoutoday.com. And we'll make sure that we schedule them into the Q&A show. Well, thanks a lot, Dr. Kevin. And we'll come back as we uh, dive into this next section about uh, starches and sugars. This has been another episode of Your Best You Today with Dr. Kevin Jackson and Rob Heppel, where they tackle nutritional topics so that you can become your best you today. To ask a question or leave a comment, visit the website at www.yourbestyoutoday.com. Make sure that you never miss another episode by subscribing to this podcast for free on iTunes.